Welcome to Under the Radar, a show about independent iOS app development. I'm Marco Arment. And I'm David Smith. Under the Radar is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. So first of all, some quick follow-up. Um, last week we were talking about the new hardware and how it might be useful to developers. Uh, I got actually a Mac Mini review unit, and I did a full review over at Marco.org and on YouTube. And so check it out if you are interested. Uh, the short version for developers is that it's really fast. The CPU, the GPU is not so good, but the CPU is really fast. And so actually as a developer machine, if you, if you want a Mac Mini for development, uh, I would say it is very you know more than sufficient uh, it is it is a really good choice for that so anyway uh that's it for follow-up our first follow-up ever yeah i think so yeah probably trademark john syracuse 2010 <laughs> something like that but i think for the actual topic i think we wanted to talk dive into a little bit this week is something that is coming out of my, my own personal experience recently which um, i feel like often some of our best topics tend to come out that way but it's um i've been having a lot of trouble recently being motivated and productive like it's just i know that this thing like productivity comes in seasons and i've been doing this for 10 years actually tomorrow i think is the 10 year anniversary of my first app being approved in the app store oh congratulations almost yeah almost but but 10 years i've been doing this and i've gone through this cycle many times where there's sometimes that you just feel like you are so motivated you're productive like every day you just want to get to work and then there's seasons like I'm in right now where I can get hardly anything done. And sometimes I just like try and nothing happens. Sometimes it's hard to even start. Um, and, you know, this sort of this concept of cycles of motivation is actually kind of a it's that term has, has been stuck in my head since 2010 when you on your old previous development podcast, Build and Analyze, episode number six. Um, <laughs> That's way back. What yeah, year was way, that? Way, way back. Coined the term cycles of motivation. That was the title for the for that show. And I think it's, it, it's a good encapsulation of this feeling where sometimes you're going great and sometimes you're not. And in, you know, there's a lot, it can be at a macro level where like you can go through a period where for you know days and weeks, um, maybe even up to months, it can be tough or good, uh, or it can go in a micro level where sometimes different parts of the day can be good and bad. But where I am right now is like, if anything, it reminds me of, um, you know, writer's block where you hear about writers who hit a point and it's just, they just, it's really hard for them to write. Like I'm in coder's block right now and I find it really hard to, to program. And so it seemed like an interesting topic to kind of unpack and talk about. Um, and I think specifically to talk at it from uh, s- some of the reasons and the causes. Like once you're in this place, you know, there's, a, there's a variety of strategies. And I think we've had episodes previously talking about strategies to get out. But um, some of the things that might get you into a place where it's, it's, it's hard to uh, feel motivated or productive um, and kind of if you focus on if you know what the causes are, you can either a be more aware of them um, coming into it and then also just uh, maybe potentially avoid that, you know, avoid bad thought patterns and, and things that can get you into trouble um, you know, by being aware of it ahead of time. Yeah, this is like, you know, as you pulled up my podcast from eight years ago, uh, (laughs) this is like, I have always had this problem. I've always worked in bursts. I have always had these, you know, cycles of motivation, as apparently I said eight years ago or 10 years ago. I have no no recollection of this, but it's a long time ago now. Um, You know, I... I'm, I've never been a consistent worker. I've never had a consistent work ethic. Uh, and, and it helps to have some external factors influencing it. Like, like when, like I've released the podcast I do, you know, both this and ATP, uh, I release every single week. Like there's, there's a, there's an episode every week, even if we can't record that week, we'll record one ahead of time. And like, we have never missed a week. 
And that is just like, I, I just, I feel partly motivated by like, you know, there are sponsors that have commitments with us. And also that like, I'm doing these shows with other people. And that helps a lot too. And so, you know, there's, there's kind of systems in place for that, but things that, that I, that I don't have like hard deadlines for, or things that I'm doing only for and with myself, it's much harder to maintain that level of motivation, you know, for, for, for more than a while. And, and I found that one of the ways, one of the only ways that I'm able to be independent like this is that I have the luxury that most of the other things I do besides podcasts don't have hard schedules and, and, you know, hard deadlines and everything. It's mo- it's much more freeform. Like, you know, I can work on overcast, you know, there's some level of baseline work I have to always do. Like I have to respond to ad inquiries because that's where the money comes from. I have to respond to customer support if there's like real bad problems there. I have to keep the servers running uh, because the entire app depends on them running all the time. But other stuff like actually improving the app, working on new features, working on new designs, like that kind of stuff can pretty much happen any time or no time. So I'm very bursty with that. I, I do you know, a big burst of work for, I'll have like, I'll have like a couple of solid weeks where I'm just amazing, like getting tons of stuff done. And then I'll have like a month where I don't touch it at all. And I've, I've never been able to level out that pattern. It's always been spiky like that. Yeah. And and I think something that took me a long time to get comfortable with is that reality of that, that, that burstiness. Maybe, I mean, maybe this isn't applied to everybody. Some people maybe just level, level Steven the whole time. Like that's great. But I I had to get used to the fact that there will there it's like sometimes I'm just not going to be able to get any work done, and coming from a I, especially coming from an hourly based like I used to do consulting where like I was you know work for a consulting company for other companies and that work every hour you know you need forty billable hours every single week and like that is something that you are like measured by and your performance is based on and like it is an important part of that and. So having a day where you just feel like you got nothing done or you really just like just couldn't work and you just had to like go for a walk felt really problematic, I think, early on where it's like, what am I doing? Like, I'm just wasting all this time. Like, I could have gotten so much done. And I think after at a certain point, you just kind of have to accept that, like, this seems to be just a common pattern and like it should make you uncomfortable, probably. Like, this is, I think, where I've kind of settled for myself is that like when I go through a, a season where... I feel really blocked where I feel like I can't really get work done. It should, it should continue to make me feel uncomfortable that it shouldn't be just like, Oh yeah, this is totally fine. And you know, at some point it'll get better and I'll start working again. Um, like that wouldn't be a great thing. Like it's good to feel uncomfortable, but I think it's also good to just have, accept the fact that this just seems to happen. And I think there is some, some amount of just the nature of this kind of work and especially the independent development side of it, where it's not, you're you're not externally connected to other things that force you to do work. You're naturally kind of going to have these bursts where you're working way too much and then you're going to work way too little. And it's maybe it would be nice if it was it evened out, but in my, in my experience, it doesn't really happen. Yeah, like and and I think you know I I too used to you know mentally beat myself up over it more than I do now uh, because you know the reality is like what what doesn't matter is that you work 40 hours a week. What does matter is, is the work getting done? Like that's really the, the question that matters is like, 
are you getting done what you need to get done at the end of you know the week or the month or whatever you know whatever time interval you're measuring because like and like all the jobs i've had my bosses very quickly all figured out the way i work (laughs) in this bursty way and it very quickly became like you know they would walk by my computer and see that i was like browsing a web forum and they would stop asking questions because they knew that eventually I would get the work done and that if you average out my productivity over time, I was doing a full-time job worth of work, just not in the traditional pattern of, of time, you know, doing it. But like I would do, you know, like two solid mornings of work and that would be the same amount that other people would get done in a whole week of just slowly, you know, diligently working normally. Because I'm, you know, I'm I'm lucky that I could work very quickly and very well in short bursts. But then the rest of the week, my brain is just like in a different mode, and I can't make myself do it. And and that's you know that's how I am. That's how I was in all my other jobs. That's how I am now. But the reality is, like, the work gets done. The businesses keep going. The you know the apps are fine. My, my apps are not like an extreme neglect. Um, some of them are like you know Quitter, <laughs> which is like you know my my dumb little Mac app, but like it works. It's, it doesn't need a lot of attention. Um, you know, forecast is a low priority, but it also works. I use it every week, twice at least, and so like that works fine. So, but I, I don't give it a lot of attention. And you know, Overcast has you know a, an, an up and down pattern, but it averages out to be I am. I remain competitive. The app remains good and useful to its customers. It, you know, the money it brings in is normal and fine. And so like everything's going fine, even though I work in this really seemingly like bad pattern. And I mean, I think it's interesting to me to unpack for the rest of the show, like some of the, some of the things that at least I find get us into this place. And I think the first one, which I'll take, I was a little lower down in my list, but I think is, is a great segue to what you were just talking about is in a weird way, I find that success can be a big challenge to motivation um, where, while it's slightly counterintuitive, but sometimes I find that like when things are going well, when things are kind of moving along, there's less of that hunger or need um, to feel like I have to keep working. That like once, you know, once, once my apps kind of get to that place where they're kind of working pretty well, nothing's on fire, revenue is solid and stable. Like it becomes harder than in the initial periods when I was working to, where I felt like I really like there was that urgency and that need to do things, um, and I think also too once you get to a certain point of success, it becomes harder to justify um, growth as a as a requirement rather than just as a would be nice. Um, it's something that I found too, where you get to a place that you have a good stable income that is meeting your needs and giving you a, you know a comfortable lifestyle, and then you're just it's like it's hard to want to like go crazy again like you were in the early days to try and you know grow grow, grow again because the you know, the marginal increase in your in your happiness or your benefit to your family or anything will go down um, and you know obviously like doing those types of you know extra like lots and lots of work has a, as an uh, you know has a, has an external cost to you to your relationships your health etc all of those things and so it becomes harder to justify and so in a weird way i find success can be a strange challenge uh, for you know, for, for motivation where once you, once you kind of arrive, at least for me, I find it harder to kind of have that same, same hunger again. But I see, I would even argue that everything you just said is it, it's actually a good thing for indies to, to kind of back off of something once it has reached a successful kind of like plateau, because a lot of times people are tempted to just keep working and working and working, pouring tons of time into something that has plateaued. 
when that probably is not an efficient use of that time for your business. Like, if something it seems to be working just fine, you, there's an infinite amount of time you could put into it. There's, there's always more things you can add. There's always more features you can make better or re-architect. There's always things you could redesign, new technologies you could adopt from, from the platform or whatever. There's always going to be more stuff to do. But certain apps or, or businesses just can't actually justify that. Like, it, like you, you as a person have limited time, especially if you're an, if you're an indie like us, when you, you are the only person in your business or close to it, at least then, you know, the, the most, the, the most costly thing you have is your, your work time. And it might not be worth once something has reached whatever your level of success definition is, it might not be worth pouring a lot more time into it until it needs something. Right. But like, don't just think like, well, I have this app. It's going great. I'm out of things to do for it. So I guess I will redesign it or something like that. Like that's, that's not necessarily the right use of that time. So actually like that's, I, I consider that, um, that kind of, you know, motivational cycle, uh, driver to be possibly positive. Oh, sure. No, and it's an interesting way to look at it. Like to, to view that your motivation for working on something may diminish as it becomes successful as a feature and not a bug that, as it becomes sustainable, like part of the benefit of the kind of work we do is that it generates, you know, it's not passive income in a true sense, but it's semi-passive. And it, it's like taking it, you never, if you never stop to take advantage of that, then you're kind of missing out uh, on an opportunity. Right. And like, and the time that you would spend, you know, re-architecting a big chunk of this app, that doesn't really need to be re-architected or redesigning or whatever else. That time could be better spent going in a whole different direction, whether it's a new app, a new product, a new service, uh, or like a, a, a totally different new kind of feature that like will, will bring the app to way more people or will totally change what the kind of thing it is. Like that's a better use of that time than just like, you know, polishing and prodding away and, you know, refactoring and stuff like that. Even, and it doesn't need to be software development. Like, what if you spend that time instead, like starting up a podcast or a YouTube channel or something where you can promote your stuff? That actually might be better for your business than adding one more feature that like, you know, 5% of the users will actually use. Yeah. And I think it too, it gets to another one of my like things on my list of things that I find challenging to productivity where I feel like boredom can very quickly sap my motivation um that if i feel like i've solved this problem before and i'm continuing to solve it again and again and again like it that level of that kind of boredom is really hard to make me want to get started working on something and i think it's tricky when like you kind of if you get a name for doing a certain kind of thing um then it's slightly hard to necessarily break out of it like i've made a lot of apps that are about taking some kind of health data and making an interesting way to display it to people and show it to them. And like, I've solved that problem many, many times now. And like, I'm getting very good at it. And I know kind of what people like and how it works and technically how to do it. But it's tricky when like that kind of gets boring in a way. Um, And so it's less exciting to like, do the next one or to solve that problem one more time. Yeah. And like, I mean, like Overcast didn't have a way to change your account email address for its first, I think, four years of existence. Because I have written so many stupid like login forms and password change forms and account change forms in my career. It's like the last thing I wanted to do was write an email change form. And when I eventually decided to add, and I got, you know, emails about this from customers constantly for four years. And then when I finally made myself do it, I think 
I it, I think it took like half a day to do change email, change password, forgot password, like all the things I was missing. I did, I did it all on the website too, which was never there before. Like you don't, the only way to reset your password before was on device. And so like I added all these things to the app and the website in like half a day. And that took away this major four year long source of customer frustration and support emails. But I, for the first four years, I couldn't motivate myself to do it because I'm like, I'm so bored of writing dumb web forms. Like the, this is the last thing I want to be doing is like account management and web forms. But you know, sometimes you have to. I mean, it's amazing how I think that this is another one of my, one of my things where I feel like there's just some work that you just don't want to do. Um, like it can come into all manner of things. Like I think what you're talking about was sort of that, that account maintenance, like basic work that doesn't, it, it's like, it's useful, but it's not interesting. Maybe it's sort of admin work yeah, or it's administrative necessary. work. Yeah. It's like, or I mean, some of the times you get into accounting things are like this or testing or marketing. Like there's just certain kinds of work that a lot of times I just don't want to do. And there's no one forcing me to do it. You know, it's not like there's, you know, my boss being like, well, what, you know, I, I, I told on Monday, I said, I needed you to do this and it's Friday. You haven't done it. Like, if I just don't do it, well, I just don't do it. And I guess I reap the cost of that. But like in your case, you're having an increase in customer support, presumably because people don't know how to reset their passwords or things like that. But you feel that, but if it doesn't cross over the threshold where it's finally worth actually doing, if it's work you just don't want to do, you'll never be, or it's very difficult to be motivated to do it. We are sponsored this week by Linode. With Linode, you have access to a suite of powerful hosting options with prices starting at just $5 a month. You can be up and running with your own virtual server in the Linode cloud in under a minute. Linode offers industry-leading performance. They have native enterprise-grade SSDs, a 40-gigabit network, and Xeon E5 processors. They now have 10 data centers around the world, so you can serve your customers even faster than before. They also, for programmers like us, they have an API that lets you easily automate tasks or develop custom cloud applications. And everything is manageable, either via their awesome web interface, which I absolutely love, or command line stuff. All of Linode's pricing tiers also feature hourly billing with a monthly cap, so you can be sure that no matter how you choose to bill, you're not overpaying, you're not going to be charged too much. And they have, of course, wonderful add-on services like managed backups. They have load balancing called Node Balancers, which I use, and they're excellent. So check it out today. Linode is fantastic for things like hosting large databases, running mail servers, operating VPNs, Docker containers, Git servers, and so much more. They're also hiring, so if that interests you, go to linode.com slash careers. Linode prices are fantastic. They start at just $5 a month. That gets you one gig of RAM, and they have lots of plans above that for various needs, including high memory plans. As a listener of the show, if you sign up at linode.com slash radar, you will not only be supporting us, but you also get $20 towards any Linode plan. So on that one gig, $5 a month plan, that could be four free months. And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, there's nothing to lose. So go to linode.com slash radar to learn more, sign up, and take advantage of that $20 credit, or use promo code radar 2018 at checkout. Thank you so much to Linode for hosting all of my stuff and supporting this show and Relay FM. So I think another area of this that I think is worth unpacking, I think it's something that is sometimes it's, it's overlooked perhaps just because sometimes it's kind of tricky to talk about. I feel like is the way the impact that emotional state, family life, physical health, mental health can impact your work and your productivity that I think it's sometimes 
it would be nice to think of our work as like this thing that we do in isolation that I go and I put on my programmer hat. I sit in my programmer chair with my programmer keyboard and I do my programming. (laughs) And like when I'm in that mode, I'm Mr. Programmer and I can just do my, my programmer thing. But in the in reality, the work, the work we're doing is something that is done in a broader context of our lives and is something that is dramatically impacted. I find by what's going on around us, whether that be your family situation, your personal life, like there's a variety of things that can be distractions or motivational challenges there. Your physical health can impact this in terms of obviously, you know, in the acute version of this where it's like you just you have the flu, so you can't work, but all the way up to just in general, if you're if your health isn't as good, if you're having having trouble in other parts of your health, it can be hard to work productively. And then similarly with mental health, like in terms of if you're dealing with depression, anxiety, those types of things, they can make and magnify challenges at work. And I think those are the, the thing that's slightly, especially challenging with any of those types of things is that it's, I find it's, it's hard for me to recognize them myself or at least to recognize them right away where like there'll be times that I'm having trouble working and I'm hard to be motivated. And I keep, it's sort of the, the, especially on the mental health side, like it can become very problematic where like I start beating myself up about being unproductive because, and it turns out it's because I'm feeling depressed or because I'm feeling anxious and feel beating myself up about not working makes it worse. Um, and so I think that's something certainly that is good to talk, good to just mention and to, to, to be just understand that it's very likely that in our audience, there are many people who challenge, who have those types of challenges and understand that it's entirely natural and normal. And I think it's something that gets better is the, the best thing that I've found is where it's something that will, you know, if, if you recognize it for what it is in all of, in most of those areas, you know, your physical health and as well as your mental health, you can start taking steps towards making it better for whatever that is, you know, if it's, you need to lose some weight on the physical side, there are means and ways to do that. If you on the mental health side, sometimes it's, you know, you just, you need to talk to someone about what's, what's going on in your life or go for a walk or take more breaks or whatever it is. Like there's ways to approach it, but I think it's important to be aware of it and to not sort of try and partition out your work as something that's sort of divorced from how you are outside of your work. Yeah. And that's, that's largely, one of the great benefits we have as people who work for ourselves who don't necessarily have fixed schedules or like, you know, required work hours because, you know, lots of people, I mean, most people have to just deal with, you know, any, any problem in their life, any, any factor that's, that's, you know, distracting them or holding them back or, or making it hard for them to get work done, whether it's physical or mental or situational or, you know, stuff going on at home, whatever it is. Like most people have to just plow through and go to work anyway. And it's really hard. You know, probably most of us have been there before. Like it's really hard to, to get, to get through that when you have to go to a day job. Part of the reason why indie life is so awesome is that we have the flexibility to, not necessarily work every day and not get fired so if you need to like take a little while to just like put your work like in low power mode where like you're just doing the bare minimum to like keep your business going and keep your you know your whatever is generating your income like keep that running 
but not put a whole lot of new work into it. Like you can go into low low work mode for a little while to take care of some stuff that you need to take care of. You know, if, if you need a little while to change something about your life or to deal with something in your personal life, you know, some family stuff comes up or whatever, you can do that as an indie. And that's okay. Not not only is that allowed, but that's that's like that that's just using one of the benefits of the indie life. So not only should you not feel bad about it, you should take advantage of it when necessary. Yeah. I mean, I think it's the same kind of thing that I'm, I'm really enjoying hearing your views on a lot of these things, because I think it's very helpful to view many of these things as features and opportunities rather than as problematic. You know, they're, they're not bugs and drawbacks. They're features and opportunities. If you, if you frame them in the right way, it's like the, so many of the things I find in indie life are it's this tricky balance because you have so much choice that can both be that's that's empowering, but it's also uh, it's it, it's empowering in terms of what you can accomplish, but it's also terrifying in terms of the range of possibilities that you have to deal with. Um, and I think there is in so many cases the the best way out and the best way to is to kind of try and frame what you're doing in as an opportunity. How is you know how is this life that I you know it, it, becoming an independent person is not an easy thing it's inevitably taken a tremendous amount of work to get there and risk and so yeah and risk and you've had to like really wanted it and part of why that works is because you get these upsides on the other end but i think it's so easy to forget that they're there and to forget that um you know many of these things are just opportunities and you can take advantage of them in totally different and interesting ways um than you would if you were stuck in a situation that you just have to keep performing on a regular basis indefinitely, irrespective of your motivation, irrespective of your productivity. Um, and like you can make that work, but it's, it's problematic in other ways. Also, you know, from, from a, a different angle too, like you might not be, you know, if you're an indie now, you might not be an indie forever. You know, you might, you might have to, or want to go back to working for someone else at some point. And so if you if you have things in your life you need to deal with, when you're an indie is the most opportune time to deal with them because you might not have that chance down the road. If you decide to take a job somewhere else down the road where you have to be working there full time and everything else, like you will have fewer chances down the road to address issues that you need to address in your own life or at home or whatever else. And so this is actually like, if you're an indie, this is a good time to do that. Like not, not only should you not feel bad about it, you should really do it now because you might have fewer opportunities later or it might be harder later. Yeah. No, I think that's an excellent point. Like it's, there is the, that is so much of what we have. It's just the, it's like you, you can, you can, you can do whatever you want, which I guess is one of my other like things that I find sometimes challenging for motivation is the lack of direction that we have as, as independence where we can do anything. So like, I have no idea what I should do next. Um, but there is something certainly empowering by that, of the, this, that sense that you can, you, you can focus on whatever is most important in your life to work on at that moment, potentially. Like if you, you can have a broader perspective of work isn't something that you do necessarily from nine to five. It's something that you do when it's the most important thing for you to be doing. And if that most important thing in an actual, like, broad you know sort of big eye important um sense for you is shifted somewhere else and your motive so as a result you have no motivation for work like 
it is lovely that you can focus on that other more important thing until work maybe boils up to become more important to you, or you can take care of that other thing or however that plays out. Like it is a wonderful opportunity to be, you know, like actually sort of work on tasks in actual importance order rather than just in urgency order where like the, the work I do at my office is, or, you know, it's is, is important or feels important because it is urgent and I have to do it for someone else versus it's important because it's what I need to do and what is best for me or my family or the people I care about more generally. We are so fortunate in the situation that we're in. You know, as I've said a few times already this episode, like we're so fortunate in, in like the flexibility that we have that I feel like if you don't take advantage of that, you're almost you're almost wasting it. Like not that you should feel bad about that either, but like, sure. like, you know, like the difference between like, you know, just like urgent versus important, like. There's lots of urgent stuff that comes up, you know, things like a server being down or, you know, Apple making some last minute change and your app breaks on the new version of the OS or something like that. Like, you know, we we'll hit, we have urgent stuff that happens, but most of the stuff that we ha- that we can choose to do or have to do isn't urgent. So, you know, take advantage of that when you can. Yeah. Yeah, and I think too and if you're if you if 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 you're Mr. Listener or Mrs. Listener are finding yourself in a place that you're struggling with motivation, you're dealing with these kind of things, understand that I think that it gets better. And we all do. We all have this problem. Yeah. That this isn't like a imposter syndrome kind of a thing where like you're going to get found out that you struggle with motivation like everyone else. Like this is just part of the part of the deal. And I think if anything, like this conversation with you, Marco, it's the it's reminded me of the sense that working towards becoming independent has tremendous benefits Many many of those come with drawbacks, but the reality is those benefits are the things that allow us to, you know, really push through some of the challenges that we have because we have so much more flexibility and so many tools at our disposal um, to deal with that. And so it's like it'll get better, and then you know we'll hit another spurt where it's amazing productivity and you feel awesome, and you, you know, it like you it, it comes again, and at some point know that it's going to swing back. So enjoy it while you got it, I suppose, and know that it's okay. Yeah. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.